0: Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. Today, I'm interviewing Barb Garrison. Barb is a career and money breakthrough coach and the job you love expert at Internal Groove. Welcome, Barb. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, Thanks, Christina. It's great to be here. Well, I think you have a great message for our listeners. Uh, before we jump into that, though, I would love to hear more about your background. So tell us about yourself and what brought you to what you're doing today. Yes. So I was actually my first most challenging client. <laughs>
1: This was 15 years ago. I know many people have that story. I had a very successful, lucrative, I'm going to say high profile, maybe even glamorous career uh, in marketing in Los Angeles, Um, working for a big company. I had, you know, all the perks, all the benefits, red carpet invitations, you know, doing work that I had worked my whole adult career to get to. Um, The challenge is that by the time I, realized it I really was in burnout I was working 6 and 7 days a week and um you know it was a great job on the surface it was nobody's fault but I just felt like my soul was kind of leaking out of me little by little and I could just feel it. I started feeling it related to my health. I started feeling it and related to some of my relationships. And, you know, I, I looked around asking myself, like, where do I want to go from here? I've, I've worked my whole career to get here. And, um, I, I decided to get off what I call the crazy train. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And so, you know, I, I did something that, um, you know, I don't recommend generally my clients do, which is quit without another job. Now I had prepared for that and saved in my freedom fund for that, but I really did not know where to start next. And so I took a couple of months off to really catch my breath and, um, get my health back. To be honest, I I moved from napping to the couch to sitting under a tree (laughs) and, um, You know, it was interesting. I I was in marketing, as I mentioned, I was a director of marketing. Um, It was a very high high profile position. And I kept getting all these calls from headhunters and um, colleagues and people recommending me for really terrific jobs. And I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't even interview. My heart wasn't in it. So I decided to take myself on an exploration to really reinvent my career. And essentially now, 15 years later, I am the coach. desperately needed back then that didn't really exist. Um, Coaching was pretty new and it certainly didn't exist in the form that I um, offer it now. And so in many ways, you know, I share with my clients like not only can you get to the other side of it, but you really can design a career based on your truth, something that really, truly lights you up, that still pays the bills, and that really takes advantage of your best, highest skills and fits for who you are. And that's different for everyone. But I do um, now support people to, to do that. So here I am loving my work. I've been doing it for 14 years. I've never had a job I've loved this much for this long. And so um, I am, I'm proud to say I'm on the other side of the street, jumping up and
0: down, saying, join me me over here. (laughs) (laughs) Living the dream. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, so now you talk about um, why there's no such thing as bad news in your career. Can you share more about that? Yes. And this is a
1: really relevant topic for right now. um, In this unprecedented year we're having, you know, um, my feeling about So called bad news, and I put that in quotes, is that very often the things that we secretly wish for, secretly want, have secretly been looking for, sometimes we don't have the courage to take that leap on our own. And sometimes circumstances, you know, get us there when we haven't been willing to go there on our own. So I'll give you an example. I have many clients who, you know, start looking for jobs. They stay in the job that they're in, Um, even though they're unhappy. They start looking for jobs and they complain incessantly about their job. And suddenly, now they're laid off. And so, it's almost like, you know, they they were a partner in creating that in some way. And I don't mean it's about fault, but that really, the news that we get that feels difficult at the beginning, and I'll talk about that in a second, can ultimately really be an opportunity to not only reinvent your career, to take a risk maybe you haven't been willing to take before, to pivot in some way, to try something you've never done before. Because very often you have nothing to lose because you've already lost your job.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I'm, th- I'm thinking... Um opportunity mindset. Yes, most definitely. And and I'm going
1: to add to that opportunity mindset and even creativity mindset. Um, I'll give you an example of one that to me, just tells the story so well, which is someone that I knew who was actually in security, um, in the security field, who ultimately lost his job. It wasn't even a layoff. It was he actually got fired because he wasn't doing the job well. And he came back after, I forget what it was, three or four months, and actually thanked his boss who let him go. Um, because something he'd always wanted to do his whole life was go to culinary school and he'd never taken the leap to do that. And, you know, that's a big change, right? From security to culinary school. Yeah. And he came back to thank them for letting him go, because not only did he take the risk to do it, but he was already working in a new job uh, in the restaurant industry, was really loving it. And he had actually improved his relationship with his both his wife and his kids, which he said he didn't even know how challenged they were. He was so crabby. And uncomfortable and irritated and exhausted all the time, that he was really jeopardizing those two relationships, which a lot of people don't realize the impact it sometimes takes on our family when we're unhappy. And so he feels like he saved his marriage and developed a much tighter bond with his children, which, you know, what a gift is that? Yeah.
0: So when you are stuck in that, uh, I don't want to call it woe is me (laughs) moment, right? But when you're stuck in that how how do you recommend that people come out of it and and see the opportunities and the creativity and stuff available to them?
1: Yes. So believe it or not, the very first thing you have to do is feel what you're feeling. Because what I've noticed is that if you don't feel the disappointment, the pain, the frustration, the anger, whatever came up for you, you carry it with you into the future. And you not only carry it into the future, you carry it into your future job interviews. And the way I say it is people can smell on you (laughs) when you're (laughs) irritated, pissed off, And frustrated and disappointed. And it is definitely not the right mindset to go into a fresh job search with. And so I really recommend kind of a funny strategy, which is to declare out loud, I will be upset until... And then name a deadline. Give yourself a date in which you will be upset until. And the key is not to get stuck there. The answer is not to be there for three months. The answer is to be there for a day or two or three, I would say a week at the outside. And really let yourself go there. Like, don't be searching for a job. Don't be trying to make the best of it. Like, let yourself be upset. And you know what? I'd say if you live with people, roommates, a spouse, whatever... You know, let them know what what your plan is and share that with them. Because what most people find is that it's hard to stay upset that long. Yeah. If you really go there, if you really acknowledge it and you really let yourself feel it, you know, cry if you need to cry, you know, go take a boxing class if you need to (laughs) go for a run, you know, go, go sit in the bathtub, sit under a tree and cry like any of those things or all of them. And then see how you come to the other side. What I've noticed is that sometimes you get bored with yourself for feeling kind of woe is me before you get to your deadline.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then you uh, release it. Yeah. I I like to call them my pity parties. Yes. I'm going to have a pity party for 20 minutes and then I'm done. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. It's true. It's true. And sometimes 20 minutes works. It's true. But sometimes when it's something as big as a career loss, you know, it it, it can take a little bit longer and everybody's different. So the key is not to feel badly or judge yourself if you feel like you need a week. Um, And just give yourself the space and give yourself the permission to go there. And I'm going to even say go so far as to forgive yourself for anything you feel like you so-called did that led to this, you know, just give yourself permission and, and forgive yourself and then you'll be ready to move on.
0: And I have some ideas for that as well. Cool. Okay. So we feel what we're feeling without judgment. And then we move on. What does that look like? Yeah. So um,
1: I think it's important to ask yourself what the situation is asking you to do. What is it that this situation is wanting you to do anyways? And sometimes you can figure that out quickly. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. But it's important to really think through that because when people get to the bottom of it, what what they find is they're really... Was a hidden gift in this somehow? I am a very big proponent of what I call hidden gifts, and to me, a hidden gift is you know something that's wrapped like a present, a package that looks a certain way, but once you open it and and reveal what's inside, there's usually something different inside, and so often that comes as a gift that isn't what you were expecting, and we don't always see it right away. So. The way that I recommend you navigate this is trust, if you can, do everything you can to trust there is a hidden gift here somewhere, somehow. You may not know what it is or what it looks like. And I can almost feel some of your listeners rolling their eyeballs right now, right? (laughs) But one of the things that I have tested out, and I've done this in my own life and worked with clients over the last 14 years to do this, is... To even see it in very difficult circumstances, you know, difficult diagnoses, illnesses, even deaths. I mean, I have, I have dealt with some challenges around that, losing yeah. loved ones and situations that come up with that. And it doesn't mean we're happy about it, but what we can't see is without a certain situation, we wouldn't have gotten to the gift that's in it. And so if we can trust that those gifts are there... Even if we have to wait a year for them to to have the hindsight to be able to look back and say, "You know what, even though it's the surface that seemed
0: disappointing, there really was a gift in this, oh yeah, I, I've done exercises where you do like a reverse autobiography, uh-huh yeah, and then see that all of those those adverse situations actually brought well more than a, more than just one gift, right, so several gifts out of them completely, completely. I love that
1: can be so grateful for those gifts. And yeah, sometimes they're yeah. pretty big and sometimes it's a long list of them. So, um, really don't move on to the next stage until you find those gifts. Cause that's a really important piece.
0: Yeah. And then, so we find those gifts. What's that next stage? Yeah. So now we want to know, well, what is the bigger dream that could only come true
1: if this bad thing Had happened, bad thing did happen. And so, for some people, and I work with a lot of clients that do this, you know, they're sort of what I call secret entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they sort of have an idea or they've been wishing to be an entrepreneur and they just haven't either uttered it out loud, shared it with anyone or, put their ideas to paper. And I find that that is a real opportunity of this time. You know, yes, are some industries shrinking right now? There's no question about it. And I have a lot of compassion for that. And I also believe that there's a huge opportunity for engaging creativity on new um, products and services and businesses that are needed now more than ever. And It's about stepping into those voids, you know, stepping into those ideas that didn't even exist before and finding a place that you can reinvent either your existing business in terms of how you've been doing things or even the products and services you offer, or you have been in a corporate job and now you're really ready to step out into being an entrepreneur. This could be the perfect opportunity.
0: Oh, huge. Right. Or yeah. Finding that other uh, dream position that you maybe not have considered before. There's so much opportunity out there right now.
1: Yes, so much. And, you know, I think people are um, liable to waste the opportunity if they stay stuck in the, oh, this is so terrible. This is such an awful year. This is, you know, all the things that people are talking about. Is it unprecedented? No question. But it doesn't have to be an awful year, depending on how we look at it. Now, I realize there's a lot of grief. People have lost loved ones. There's people who are in fear. And I don't want to sound like... I. I'm not compassionate to those things. I'm talking specifically about the job market. Yeah, Um, of course. And and so, you know, I do think there's a balance of things that people are juggling. And, you know, even if we're feeling emotionally... Sad or in grief or disappointed, we can sometimes use new creativity and ideas in business and and career to kind of pull us forward, pull us out of the muck, as I yeah. sometimes like to say, the muck of you know feelings that hold us back and make us feel like we can't catch our breath.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I have to agree. I sometimes I would say some of the darkest points in my life have birthed like the the best parts of my life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you, Christina. I am exactly the same way. I live in Colorado now and absolutely love, love, love it. And I will tell you that when we were in Los Angeles and trying to sell our condo, Um, so that we could leave LA. This was years ago. We couldn't get a decent price for it to save our life. And it was so frustrating. We were actually upside down on it. Um, And we decided to take it off the market. And for a a variety of reasons, um, we sold it about five years later, for over asking, and we had six offers after one showing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's what led us to a different choice because years had passed and some other family things had gone on at that point. And you know what? It was so perfect. We didn't move to the initial place we were going to go. And my husband and I marvel at this
0: regularly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we've we felt our feelings. We looked for the hidden gifts. We've identified the bigger dream then what do we do? Just go do it.
1: Well, you know, I think there's (laughs) some more pieces and I will tell you, I Uh teach a whole course about this. So in one podcast, we won't get to all of it. I think there's a a big gap in there, but I will say that I think it's important for us to do some self-reflection and really look at, you know, whether that bigger dream really fits for us. And so one of the things I recommend is to really ask yourself, what skills have you been saving in your toolbox for just this occasion? Mm. Because I don't know, everyone probably doesn't have this, but I've had skills that I've had in my toolbox for years and never really got to engage in in those until I left my corporate job and started on this second business, which is what this is now in terms of being an entrepreneur. And you know, one of the things I realized, this is an example, in the last corporate job I had, while it was a fabulous job in so many ways, the thing that I loved doing the most, more than anything, was mentoring and supporting and teaching and coaching my team. And in many cases, I noticed looking back on it that I would spend a good part of the First part of my day doing that to strengthen them and strengthen our overall team and our overall vision. And then, in some ways, my own particular work that I needed to do, I didn't get started on until later in the day, which is why I ended up working until 11, 12 o'clock at night a lot of times, because I put the thing first that was really where my heart and soul was. And so, looking back on that, I realized in so many ways that was the, the, the part of me that's a coach, you know, growing. Um, And so for your listeners, I do recommend looking at when you're in your job or even at a party. I know we're not doing a lot of that now, but, you know, at a cocktail party or talking to a friend, like what are the topics and the things you feel so strongly about that you do, whether you're getting paid or not?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. What brings you passion? Yes. I love
1: it. Yes. Yes. And passion, yes, but I'm going to say also even skills that you have, um, values that are really important to you, things Mm -hmm. that make the difference to you in your day. Like, what do you want to feel by the end of your day? What do you want that to be like? Um, And everyone's different on this. You know, it doesn't always have to be about giving and helping others. Although many people are hungry for more of that, I also find that many people are are hungry for more creativity. Um, They feel like they put that on a back burner and they're not doing a lot of that. Now, when I say creativity, I don't just mean artistic, meaning you don't have to be a sculptor or a painter or a dancer, (laughs) although you could be, you know, even problem solving and brainstorming and thinking of new solutions. That's all creativity as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. because um, there are so many different ways to be creative, and it feeds the soul, yes, or whatever one you know thinks of that. So you did mention uh, a course that you teach. Can you share a little bit about the products and services that you provide?
1: Yes, yeah, so that that course is called the Job I Love Toolkit, and it literally takes you A to Z on how to explore this process and how to literally go from, I hate my job, but I have no idea what to do instead to getting clear on the work you're truly meant to do. And Mm. so um, I typically work with clients, coaching clients one-on-one in in private practice. Um, But this is going to be one of the first opportunities where I am going to be teaching it to a group. So it makes it a lot more um, affordable for people to make that investment for anyone who has lost their job. And so that's something that's going to be available. And so... um, I also have a gift for your listeners at... Um, Monday morning leap leapcom this is free to anyone listening so please feel free to take advantage of it it's um, something that comes to your inbox every Monday morning that's why I call it Monday morning leap and in <laughs> under five minutes you can significantly shift your work week I give a tip a tool a strategy or a resource in a two to five minute video or audio and sometimes articles as well and they answer the most frequently asked career questions for both people in um, corporate jobs, regular jobs, freelancers
0: and entrepreneurs. I love it. Um, Excellent. So lots of information. I know we kind of scratched the surface of this, but I will definitely provide the resources for listeners in the show notes. Now, what is your final piece of advice for our listeners today?
1: Yes, and this is one
0: I feel very strongly about. (laughs) And that is that we don't need
1: to choose between our truth and our livelihood when it comes to our career. So many people will set aside the things that are true about them, whether it's their skills, their values, their purpose, things they're passionate about, the things they love doing, any of those things. You can have all of those and still have a livelihood that takes care of your family, keeps a roof over your head and food on your table because we all need to do that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Empowering. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, it might not be the easy route. I'll say that. It might not be the easy route to have both. But what I want to leave everyone with is don't give up because you absolutely can have both. This is exactly what I do to
0: help people. Oh, I love it. A great life's mission, too. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Barb. Thank you, Christina. If you'd like to learn more about Barb, visit her website at mondaymorningleap.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEens.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.